Growing up, I was always envious of the pastors that could quote the scripture chapter and verse. You know, those people that could say, well, in 1 John chapter 4, verse da-da-da, it says, but as I grew up, I started to realize that the people I admired more were not the people that could quote it, but the people that lived it. They lived out what the scripture proclaimed and taught. And today we hear in John 1, 1 through 14, these words, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. I, I laugh when I read these first five verses of John 1 because it reminds me so much of Genesis. In the beginning... And in the beginning in Genesis, there was darkness and chaos. But what does God speak into existence? Light. To cast out the darkness and the chaos. And what do we see here? In the beginning was the Word. Was the Word of God. Was the very Word spoken. And what is that Word? Light. And when the light shines, the darkness does not overcome it. Continuing in verse 6, it says that there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him that he himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. And this is our, our calling, right? Not to, to be Christ, but to proclaim to others the good news of Jesus Christ. To witness and testify of God's good works in our lives and in our world. It continues in verse 10 and says that he was in the world and the world came into being through him. This is that Genesis callback. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become a child of God. Those who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And I'm, I'm reminded when I hear that text of this idea that we are all called to be baptized of the Spirit, washed in His blood, brought in to the family. 
And then in verse 14, we hear these words, that the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. I I love this text because the word became flesh. For, For so long in our scriptures, and even in our world, we find ourselves proclaiming what the text says, but what we hear in this is that the word became flesh, that, that the text, the things that we proclaim became lived out. And so therefore, if we want to understand the explanation, we need to look to Jesus Christ. You see, I love the fact that in Genesis what we hear is we are created in the image of God. And, but sadly, what we hear over and over and over again is that we stray from that image. Because we have eaten of the fruit, if you will, and so we know good and evil. And, but so often we choose evil and we fail to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We fail to love neighbor as self. We fail. And we fall short. And so God says, you know what? I'm going to put a little bit more skin in the game. Literally. God takes on flesh. Comes into this world and shows us how to live. How to love. How to minister. To all of creation. And we see that the Word is made flesh. The incarnation of God. In Jesus Christ, it is God with skin on it. In verse 14, it proclaims that the Word became flesh, made His home among us, dwelt among us. This is not to say that he's some passerby, but that he came and resided with us. And here's the thing that we need to hear. That Christmas is not a day that happened 2,000 years ago in a manger far, far away. But God still dwells among us. This idea of dwelt among us is that deep intimacy that God moved in. God took up residence within us. God's not just a simple passerby that goes, oh, fix that, I'll be back later. But God longs to be present with us today. If you look at the Old Testament, Scripture believed, and sadly, if you look at our current culture, I think sometimes we believe that God dwells in the temple. God is only present in the church, in the worship service. But what this reminds us of is that God came to dwell within us. That wherever we go, that light shines and that word is enfleshed because we are the living embodiment of the body of Christ. So what gospel are we preaching? You see, too often I think we just find ourselves resting on what 
we believe or what the interpretation of the scripture proclaims. Maybe we need to take a step back. Not all the way back to, you know, 3 AD when Jesus was born, but maybe even back to the 90s. Remember in the 90s when there were those bracelets that were a fashion statement? That said WWJD on them? And I don't mean that we need to wear it as a fashion statement, but what I do mean is that maybe we need to start asking the question, what would Jesus do? Especially in this holiday season. You know what Jesus would do? Enter in. Be present with. Love and extend grace and mercy to. Seek unity and hope. Peace and love. Over and over, we look in the scriptures and we see what Jesus does. And sadly, instead, what we do is we say, yeah, but what about Paul? What about the Old Testament? What about all of this? But what we hear in John is this, that Jesus is the living embodiment of the text. So maybe we don't just need to ask. We need to really live out. What would Jesus do? Maybe something as basic as, what would Jesus do when that person cuts me off in traffic? What would Jesus do when that family member shows up on Christmas Day that we did not expect and that brings about chaos? What would Jesus do when things seem hopeless? When I've lost all that I thought I had? What would Jesus do when I get the diagnosis? What would Jesus do when my marriage is falling apart? You know how you engage in that? By engaging in the Christmas season. By coming and experiencing Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus Christ. God with flesh. And so, as we hear this day that Jesus is God putting a little bit more skin in the game, if you will, maybe we need to do the same. Stop simply giving lip service to the good news, but living it out. Investing in what we proclaim to believe. This Christmas season is a reminder that God took on flesh and skin. We're called to put a little bit more skin in the game. Amen and amen.